You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kaidish, this must be this. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel. Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Yosef. We live in such a, a place where it's not so posh, right? A place, uh, a huge swath known as Europe. Right? We'll, we'll talk about England afterwards. But it's an incredible uvda for people like myself. Holocaust children, uh, who's who heard about Europe as the most horrible place, right? Places like Germany, even France, places that uh, that we know historically had Jews. It was considered a rubble. It was considered a place where you're never going to see Eden back over there. They had been decimated and destroyed, herded, hounded, and yet we found. I guess I don't know when it started. But I would say sometime in the in the mid eighties, perhaps beginning in the nineties, communities in Germany and France started really burgeoning and becoming something really, really important. And you know, we're hearing uh, you know about uh, tremendous hashkochas that are going on there in terms of food products, and in general, it's really, in a way, a place that you know as well as I do is affording. A parnosa for many, many Eretz Dika Yardim. And they're building up these kahilas. What, what's your take on it? What, what is there to comment on a place most people thought after the, the Second World War that Europe was finished? And yet it has seemed to have come back, even with, with some, even sort of, I would say, with a vibrancy. What's your feeling about that? Uh, as they say, I don't know if it's true, but they say Lubavitch Rebbe in his lifetime never sent Shluchim to Poland because he held Poland was too too uh, too blood blood um, stained, blood soaked to uh, ever uh, have organized Jewish life there again. After the Rebbe was Nifter, now there are Shluchim all over Poland, and um, I think that's indicative of uh, something which. If we're allowed to say this, the Rebbe were not did not foresee um, that actually there's these, these revivals in even these places where who would think what what you go back to Krakow, what you go back to Lvov, where's your father? Where are your father from? Lodz, 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 Lodz. Yes. What back to Lodz? I, I don't know. I don't know if Lodz has Krakow community nowadays. I, I think that Yitzhak Shemir was, was definitely had a point when he said that the uh, Poles drink anti-Semitism in with their mother's milk. You know, he got a lot of trouble for saying that, but uh, it seems that it is very prevalent throughout Poland. But that being said, I, I uh, am a big believer in uh, Menashe Ben Israel's uh, uh, principle from the 1600s, when he convinced Cromwell to take the Jews back into England, that Jews have to be all over the world and pick up the Nisoitas in order for the Gula to come. And we all probably thought after the Horban of Europe, then all the Nitzaytas must be gone because, you know, why, why are those right. eradicate? Yes, those Nitzaytas were bound with the uh, the fire coming out of the crematoria. Yes, sir, I agree. That that was the feeling, and but yet, what are you saying now, Rabbi Yisrael? Obviously, there's Ashgaha that uh, which even if you don't uh, Ashgaha practice is a matter of controversy. 
as what extent and how it works, but there's obviously our Scotland Polish here that Akos Baruchu has sent Jews back to Europe. And uh, certainly um, Chabad, you have to give the Chabad amazing credit. Um, they they was they sent Shluchim all over the place and all these the any little dwarf where there might be a few little Jews, they send people. And uh, whatever they're um, you know whatever um, they accomplish is just amazing. It's extraordinary. And uh, survived without Chabad being in all these places. Um, well, you know, very, 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 very appropriate as this is the week of Kinnis HaShluchim and they are coming from all, from Dusseldorf and from Scandinavia and from uh, Upper Silesia and uh, and other points, but <laughs> Who would have thought? Yes. Okay, and and I am not going to um, dismiss what you know the the energy in the Messiris Nefesh. I don't get it, and you know we can have another show whether Chabad should be putting energies and putting these young minds and 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 families in places like Mumbai and other places because of the Jewish businessmen that might show up there. Um, but really, you know, there's very little chance of having a thriving Jewish community there. Or even if it's Bismarck or these other places that they wave their flag proudly, that they have a shliach in every single state, even, you know, in Idaho with the uh, with the people there that are, you know, the, the militants <laughs> with the militias and everything like that. I'm sure they're very happy. We could have another show about that because I, I think that's that that to me is a perversion really of of energy and shlichos and I love Chabad, but I think that that is you know could you imagine sacrificing your your children to live out in a place where they don't see another yid, whether maybe somebody's going to drop by because of some business convention and then and not having minyanim for weeks and weeks and weeks, not having a real I am embarrassed that our that uh, other than the Orthodox Jews don't do that. I remember years ago when I was, before I went to Chicago, I went to a Torah Masora um, um, gathering for younger life about uh, going, out of, going out of town to community, community co-ops. And the speaker, uh, still with us, I'm not going to name him, the speaker uh, said, you know, I start co-ops all over the country, but I have to start quickly because places are dying. And he said, for gambling. I can't send a couple couples to Peoria, Illinois, because Peoria, Illinois has no mikvah, mikvah code, and therefore it's off off limits. So I was thinking to myself, you know, Chabad would go to Peoria in a heartbeat, even without the mikvah, and the the, the wife would be Moisa Nefesh, go to Chicago, whatever hours it is, or St. Louis, whichever is closest on the mikvah, and eventually they'd build a mikvah. I, I, I couldn't understand Torah Masora having this mentality that we're, we're, we can't ask for Messias Nefesh, we can't expect Messias Nefesh, but without Messias Nefesh, none of this is going to happen. And there, there, there's got to be a mathematical cheshpen about the, the cheshpen, like I said, from a mathematical perspective. Yes, you hear you have this young couple with their energies and what they can do and what they can be poil. And in, in, in your sort of thinking, how do you measure? So now Peoria, Peoria is maybe a good example, a place that really had Jews uh, in the 20th century. First family. What? 
Hirsch, yes, I understand. The Rashivan and Yeshiva University. But okay, but now because of uh, industrial changes, the community is not going to be a thriving center. It's 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 in the rust belt and it's clearly on the decline on all the different sociological uh, gauges of where it's holding. Okay. So now there are a number of old straggling Jews here. Is it going to become a, a, a city that we're going to build around? Is it going to become a center? Is it going to become an Atlanta? Is it going to become a Dallas, a Houston, maybe even a Memphis? No, no chance whatsoever. So here we are. We're going to send somebody out there. We're going to be makriv that person's uh, years of, uh, of his children's chinuch in order to be able to serve some of the Altaiden there, and maybe the possibility of some Jews that might come through there. It doesn't sound right on paper. Now, if you say, at least I reached that one Yid, and that was a Kiyom in some sort of incredible, beautiful Kiyom Amitzah that the Rebbe told me that I would have gotten, all right. But if you, if you don't subscribe to some sort of prophetic command, on, on paper, it doesn't seem correct. The Rambam would say you should go to a place that's full of Yerei Shamayim, a place that you're going to, to, to grow Beruchnius. As I state in Rambam in, in Hilchas Deus, Norvos, the Rebbe had the Zach that we're going to spread the Nitzaytzes and, and do it everywhere and be Mashkia, tremendous amount of energies, not only of those children and, and the parents, but also they're going to go raise money around the world and make these telethons in order to, to put that money there. Instead of putting it to yeshivas and other places where there's Urimalite, we're going to raise money so we can build that mikvah over there in Bismarck and can't, and we can point to it and say, yeah, there's another mikvah that we did. But again, I didn't want to really talk about this. What I really wanted to talk about is... That- By the way, I looked up just now Chabad and Peoria. Evidently, there's a big university near there, Bradley University. I understand. So it's called and, Chabad and Peoria and Bradley University. The pictures are all university students. Okay, look. But, but listen, that was the term of Chesh, but I hear your Chesh of, of limited resources. But that, their Chesh was no mikvah, we can't send somebody there. Okay. What, what, look, I, I'm not responsible to Okay, so getting back to Europe for a moment. So let's talk about Europe. Europe, Europe is, is related to this because most of those cities in France, Toulouse, and all these places, Chabad rolled up their sleeves and came in there and, and did a tremendous amount. Now, once Chabad did that heavy lifting, all these Yardim came from, uh, from Eretz Yisrael as well. Many of them, people like us, who couldn't get Stellars and other things in cities in Eretz Yisrael. They couldn't really be on the Ravanut in any Macher type of way. Yeah, but they could become the Rav in Dusseldorf in Germany, and they could get involved with, with all those other things that were going on and be these uh, second-tier type of Rabbonim, right? Even to the point of rising through the ranks and becoming the chief rabbi. Right of uh, various various duchies and communities. Look, we know that Europe, besides the fact that you know it has a certain you know aristocratic sense, we know that it's is, is that a place that you think Yiddishkeit is going to thrive? Now, that you were able to get your school done and you were able to get a, a yeshiva there before COVID. Do you remember how how scared the world was about? open anti-Semitism in Europe, it's incredible. The types of things that are said constantly, whether even in France, which was this tremendously open-minded place, constantly Jews were being um, uh, lambasted and, 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 and vilified, and that, that went throughout. The, 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 the that were going on in the, in the French schools, 
something that was not happening in the United States at all. There isn't the same commitment, and we know the the Islamic. I mean, there is the same commitment. That so I was with you until you said those words. There isn't the same commitment. What does that mean? What I mean is, is that despite Angela Merkel's and all the, the mea culpas that they're saying, and even the people in Poland now that want to find out about where the Jews used to live and, and what was Jewish community, what was it like, right? And, and not treating it like, like the excrement that they used to treat it like. Um, Bad for tourism. What? Yeah, that's right. They bring the, bring the Jews in. But st- still, they are constantly... Um, they're constantly uh, broadsided by the radical elements that aren't just the militia guys in Idaho. They're in the government and throughout almost every one of these G7 countries, they are all, right, there's a very strong anti-Semitic strand there. And aren't we really asking for trouble by building these places up? Because I'm not saying another Holocaust is going to happen, Chas but And I'm not even saying that the Holocaust is a proof that they don't deserve it. What I'm saying is these communities are really, are, are they going to become into important mekaymas of Torah and Aveda, and therefore we, we, we should go hand in hand with them? It seems like this is, yes. a, it seems yes. like this is a good way to oh, allow oh. some parnasa for some of these rabbonim and shulchim, but it doesn't seem like the end is going to be anything. That may be, but that's not that's you know that's not our cheshbon because Baruch's cheshbon. You're asking me would I tell somebody to, to move to Europe? I'd probably say no, but they're not asking me, and they're moving there in large numbers. Jews, are, Jews, are, as you said, your team are moving, and uh, you know Russians and all these people, and we have responsibility towards them. It's not we can't choose. We're not choosing where they're going to live. They choose where they're going to live. And then, if, if, ideally speaking, a, a whole support structure which could try and be macarred then has to be put into place. You, you know, I, I don't think that's the case. I think what's happened instead is, is there's, there's an, it's almost like a similar phenomenon that we have here in Jersey. You're aware of it as, a, as an employee in the state of New Jersey. I know you live in the state of New York, but you know what's going on throughout, uh, whether it's the, off the Garden State or off the New Jersey Turnpike, there's all these little um, cottage industry yeshivas, right? Whether it's yeah. Corret, whether it's North Plainfield, right? All these places that know that used to have a little Yiddish uh, community, right. but they've moved on. So the yeshivas have now reclamated them, right? right. And you know what? I understand it because... No, you no, no, no. Wait, 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 let me make the point. That's the same thing. One second. There, I understand what's going on. What I understand is, is that there's an idea of having out-of-town yeshivas, but instead of sending all the way to Philly or to send all the way to Nary Yisrael, we want to have stuff that is more our brand, but still about an hour away, and, and there's enough here with this building that the boys could have the out-of-town experience. It's temporary. There's still a yeshiva there. It's not meant, Carteret yeshiva is not meant to build up the community in Carteret, and neither is the yeshiva in Union, which is near me, and other places. No. Now, here, on the other hand, what we have is, let's take advantage of the ancient infrastructure that's still there. Let's put our energies in there, because, you know what, you could probably, you can live a lot better, uh, there's more money to be made in Europe than there is in Eretz Yisrael, right? That's basically what it's about. This is a- I don't think so. Listen, my, my two uncles, obviously, we end up being after Trump, mm-hmm. it's not Trump, but they, they, they moved back to Germany after World War II. 
right? One of them in the 50s, in the 60s, the other in the 70s, or 50s, maybe uh, even earlier. So then they went because they could make money there. They spoke German, they had connected, they worked for American firms. And um, there, there was no, had there been infrastructure, maybe they, they, they grew up Orthodox, maybe they would have remained Orthodox. So what are you going to do? You're going to leave them, uh, going to leave them just to flounder there. The people who who are possible, uh, possible Shemri Shabbos, and we have responsibility towards them. And uh, uh, you know, just because it's the guy who who was not Matzliach and Eretz American finest teller, so what? So maybe talking his place was in Europe because Baruch wants him there. Well, I guess the the question is, in my entire lifetime, nobody's ever asked me whether they should move to Europe or not. Okay, but in my lifetime, I've been, I have been uh, approached. Hey, do you want to go to Europe? Do you want to go over there? there there's, there's going to might be yeshiva opening there. That might be a place. Where I go. You would have been very happy that to get me off the continent. I'm sure that would have been. Uh, if you didn't go, why did you tell me about the job? <laughs> you always set your sights higher. Although let, let, let's talk a little bit about the other country we haven't mentioned yet, um, England. So England's a, a, a little bit of a different story, isn't it? Um, in there to get your doctorate, right? Then you get your doctorate there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so would you say you know England is the same as let's say what's happening in in, in France, Switzerland, and Germany? No, I, I don't know about France and Germany. But tell you, Manchester is probably the firmest city in the world, including Bnebrak. So uh, you know there there is thriving Judaism there. There, there is to a great. Uh, a greater gap between the modern and the yeshivish than there is in America, and uh, polarization is significant. Uh, the United Synagogue is uh, basically uh, has a very heavy influx of Chabad because I don't think England makes its own rabbis anymore, any significant number. Um, but uh, I spoke to Rev Zimmerman, who is the head of the in England, Manchester, Gateshead. They, that's a pretty solid. I mean, if, if records need to be shown, that they have a pretty solid record post World yeah, War II. Uh, they also have the same problem. The places which once had thriving Jewish communities like Leeds and Liverpool, and even the place where I got my doctorate, which is uh, never had thriving Jewish community, but they had a Jewish community, Huddersfield. Um, you know, they face the same fate as Peoria, and nobody's going to save them either. And and and. But, you know, again, it's almost like, you know, the, the English, uh, it, the Brexit makes sense from a Jewish perspective. They don't really need the Chabad, Shluchim, and the Yordim from uh, Eretz Yisrael. They do. The United States, one of my cousins, Yitzhak Shachet, is one of the most prominent rabbis in the United Synagogue. Because those type of people, the Yeshivish people, most of them are not going to take, take United Synagogue jobs. You know what? But but the Bava Verchevra and, and, and the Chesidish Verchevra there, they are very stark. I bump into them. Yeah, but they have, they're Stanford, they, they have their own communities. They don't mix. Maskim. But but I'm saying England itself, you don't get the regish that it's it's that it's you know that mm. it's it's teetering that this is going to be that the rug is going to be pulled out. I'm not sure why the English are, are just as big as anti-Semitic, maybe even worse than. But that's what I'm supposed to have said. There's no difference between the Germans and the British. Only the British are too lazy to do anything about it. <laughs> That's what he, he hoped he, he would find those type of that type of shutvis. It's interesting. I guess you know it, when we were growing up, there was another community 
that was really uh, on, on, the, on the map as a haven for Frumkeit and brilliance in learning, and that was Antwerp. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case anymore, right? As, as the diamond... It's a very vibrant Hasidic community. Yeah, it's still... I think that the, the last guy was a diamond of you in the Haredes. He was the Roman Antwerp. But Roman obviously, Antwerp. Have, uh, right. so, so, um, and, and that really, of course, and that really, of course, is is a byproduct of a, of a unique aspect of Antwerp, which is that it is the center of the diamond industry in Europe. Correct. And because yeah. of that, it gave Parnassa to uh, a number of Chassidah Shayidin who, who had enough of a, uh, an influence to build uh, the Chadarim, to build the yeshivas, and for Chassidah Shayidin like to, 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 to come from there, from Antwerpen. So, you know, I don't know if modern Orthodox Judaism has any, any uh, future in Europe. Let's make that clear. I don't, um, I don't, it has barely a future in America, uh, but it certainly doesn't have a future in, in Europe. And ultimately, they're only going to be Haredim, uh, Chabad, and uh, the irreligious. Let's, let me ask you another thing. Uh, let's end the show with this, because we haven't done too much Rasichas. Uh, you mentioned before about uh, the Polish have, have become a little nicer because they know that there's money involved with uh, Jewish tourists who are trying to find. Do you think, and, and, and I know we both come from a world where our menahalim, uh, our heads of school, our uh, principals encouraged the March of the Living, encouraged the idea of uh, in the gap year in Eretz Yisrael to go to Europe and see uh, what was going on there and to, uh, to, to, to walk in the steps of, uh, of their great-grandfathers. Uh, do you think that this is something that, I mean, it makes money for my good friends, Pesach Kron and David Katz and other people, but do you think this is something that is really that significant to do, to get, take a trip and visit these places? I mean, I, part of me is, would be fascinated, but I, I really, even if, even if Joe Biden, your good friend, would drop uh, you know, five grand uh, into my bank account, uh, I, I think he did, but I wasn't able to figure it out because of the, uh, the labyrinth of the New Jersey uh, um, unemployment stuff. Would I decide? Oh, you know, was also the governor yesterday, uh, yesterday about Jewish witches. Jewish witches, like women who join their Judaism with their witchcraft and make a whole, uh, you know, yeah. uh, witches brew out of it. Yes. And uh, somebody asked, uh, somebody asked me, isn't this Abba Zara and stupidity? And I said, Abba Zara, yes, but stupidity. Remember the grandson of Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He became the Navi of Pesamicha because he thought that it was, you know, he's personally masked himself to be Abedazar in order not to be Nitzrach Rabrios. So I think that uh, these, these tours are wonderful for all these uh, people who have to make a Parnassah. And uh, some of these guys make the Parnassah, like you mentioned, as being Rabbi Kron. I have the capacity to use the trip, even though they, in my opinion, they have absolutely no inherent value, so as a way of uplifting the people who go along and they feel like the experience of a lifetime. So, uh, look, I, you're not gonna... I couldn't do it. You, you, you probably could do it. I couldn't do it. I am too cynical. But uh, I guess there's people, people. In other words, I, 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 I can stride like a phony more than you can. No, I think you probably believe somewhat in Kvarim. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't know. 
I, 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 I'll, let, let's say it better. I would probably be Nisragish tremendously right. by going to those kvar. Right. Because seeing the names uh, of that would, would make a tremendous ration on me. Right. Seeing that this would be the place where the Rebbe Rabbi Yenison was was buried, or going right. to the Goyin's Kever or something, would 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 definitely cause uh, 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 an energy and a, and a feeling and uh, maybe well, be- it would be a fraud. You could then embellish it a bit, but it wouldn't be a fraud. You actually should be fraud. It would be a good, a good idea. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. My, my my point though is I think that ultimately it's an exercise in batola, right? Because really, what what do we want to do? You know, we want to extol the greatness of Rav Chaim Balosh, you know. So, but to go to that building that is just this little, you know, poor little unkept object there. Warehouse, whatever it was. Right. Okay, so there. you know what? L- learn, learn the Nefeshachayim. Learn about Voloshin. Learn Rab David Tableman skill. Learn Rab Yosselislutsker. My my Zayde. Learn the 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 about the, the, the giants of Voloshin. But t- I got to go thousands of miles and 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 stay in these hostels and, and and go to these places. Oh, I went I went to this place that was. It seems so narish. Could you imagine Rav Chaim or any of the the Gedolei Europa? And I have to say, my my employers, not A and H, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes, but my other employers, Dirshu, they send the the the, the Mishalachat to to the Chafetz Chaim's kever, and with a whole bunch of visiting of Kvarim, and they they send the Gedolei Olam. "Quote unquote," to daven there and to mispalel and to make into a yom tefillah. The yurt said the chavetz chaim. That's a beautiful thing to to be ma'orer, but to to schlep out there to encourage people to go there. Vus hotman finem, right? Vus hotman finem. You, if if that's the only way we can get people interested, is uh, we have to go to Lisa to be interested in the nesivas. You know, we have to go uh, to Metz to be interested in the pnei yeshua. We should have. They should. Well, that's what I can say because this is obviously the Misnagim mimicking the Chassidim, right? The the, the it's only because the Chassidim go to Reb Shaila Kastira or to uh, you know to Naim Ali Melech all these places that Zuzbach said. Well, we got to have somebody of our own to go to, and uh, which is sort of the Taina even on the Sefer Aliyah Saliyahu, which was written by a big Talmud Chacham, but you know. Okay, can you imagine? Like, okay, y- 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 your brain is scattered. Okay, you can read this Maisabich. But do we, right? Well, what's the off to in, of, of the energies there? So basically, what I'm saying is that you know, these two subjects go together because as long as there is this, these communities in Europe are, are, are strong, which I'm misupic whether they should ever been invested that way, there's also this side industry. Of people going there and visiting and coming from the United States, and you know, obviously, all that money is going into the hands of, like you say, decent people. But the purpose of it, the Tzitzah, is something which I think could be accomplished in a much, much different way. Look, do you do you think you are? We have we there's a larger issue for a different time, but there are too many. Including ourselves, there are too many clay colors in too few positions. What happens in this situation? Okay, I wanted to ask you. I'll answer that in a second. But I wanted to ask you. You have you an know, answer for it? No, one second. I just want to ask you this first. 
you have made a career, you say, about the first time I even met you, you know, you were talking about, you were trying to give you, tell me what you're about. And you said, I'm sort of like a, a, a Talmud of Rabbi Yosef Engel and Rabbi Tzadok. I think that's what you said, something like that. Right? Those, those are the two, those are two people that you're sort of like trying to synthesize. Okay, so let's say you would go to Krakow, which was the last, one of the last places Rabbi Yosef Engel was, or Benden, whatever it was, Benzin, like you would go there. Would that mean a lot to you? That no. the, you'd be, this is the house where Yosef Engel was for a while. Yeah, right. This is, this is where he did Dionys in Krakow. No, that, would mean, that would mean zero. Zero, right? And in fact, you, you'd probably be looking at, at your Beisoitz or, or something else and say, what, do I have to be schlepped into this building? I don't want to see the place where he went to sleep. I don't want to see that place, right? I want to learn his Tyra, right? So I need this, to, I need to hear, I need to go to this place to learn his Tyra. Or if I would well, go. Well, come on, I, if I'd be interested, I'd be interested, you know, I'd be interested because of the history, not because of the uh, his, uh, star so, players. Right. So, yeah. his Look, there's no question about it that, that a, 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 a Jewish community that cares about its history cares more about its identity. But th- this to me is all very facile. And, and, and it's a way, like I said, to give Parnosa, but I, I think the amount of energy that's invested in it is, 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 is again, it could be spent much, much better. And uh, these people who are decent heads but couldn't get the A positions were probably um, steered incorrectly when they were younger, right? They probably should have been steered towards, and we've talked about this before, the, you know, other than Chabad that creates professional, you know, their best become Shulchem and Bismarck, wherever they are. Um, the idea of being a from a, a balabos and being a balpranosa, there, there needs to be a, a system. It's going to sound elitist. It's going to sound like it's based on, but I'll take a page out of England. England for years has, has, has sort of lived on the idea of the tests that they take uh, in, um, in the uh, elementary schools. And then in the first couple of years of high school, what we call high school, to determine where the student will be accepted, and eventually what their life is going to be. <clears throat> this is something which I think can be done in, in, in a less draconian way uh, by us as well. And therefore, we're not going to have all these uh, people that have been uh, pushed and been buttered up <clears throat> and been ridiculously uh, told that they will become Rabbonim and become Rashi and they become leaders, and they will find a place where they can be happy with themselves. Look, the cream rises to the top. There's a reason why they're not at the at the rush of where of where they should be, and that's because there's others that are better. So be macabre. The problem is is that they have been primed not to be macabre. Right. Part of what got them to sit in the base medrash was the golden uh, dream of becoming. Well, you're going to be the rosh Hashiva, as opposed to. Love Torah, you're gonna you be a balabas. You're gonna have the shiurim. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the chassidim just for a second. I daven with the chassidim now a lot because they have the new minyan. I told you in Linden and in Union, they go off to work. But you should see the way they learn before davening and the way they're interested in learning and talking and learning and hearing of art. I, 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 I've been living in a balabatisha slash litvisha slash modern community. Nothing. Zero. There is a way that what the chassidim have, have, have 
been successful in, not necessarily Chabad, in making people be satisfied. And they come to me and say, oh, him, he knows Shas. Oh, he's our Rishkel. He's this guy. They understand that. And they understand that hierarchy, and there's no Saras Ayan in it. In fact, they, they understand that they encourage me, who's not a Chassid at all, to be Mishaber with them. Because they understand, okay, you, you're operating differently. You've been learning. This guy is learning. I'm not. I, it's, here, it's good to hear a good vart. I'm going to go. I have to catch the train. That interesting insight. I like that insight. I never thought of that before. In other words, in a, in a Hasidic society, because there is this highly structured hierarchy, and you're not going to be, the, unless you're born a Twersky or a whatever else, you're not going to be a Rebbe anyway. So then you, you will start off with the understanding I'm not going to get a job because my, I'm not related to these people. And that's not my purpose. They're the, they're the, the aristocracy, the nobility, and my, my job is my job. Whereas yeshivas are to uh, become, uh, we're always democratic. And since they're democratic, so therefore people will not accept. I didn't exactly mean that because there's a difference, I think, between the Rebbes and the Manhigim and the, the Rashi Koilo and the Magid Eshir and the ones who become Poiskim. That comes from uh, a meritocracy. And they, they, they note it from a young age and they zero in on it. I don't think it's because they layer it only with the ones that are uh, these families. I think they see it. They see it by the Chadarim. The, the Rabbeim notice it. And the, the point is, I think that Saras Ayan is not there as, as much. That Saras Ayan between the guy who's clearly meant to be Edy of Lagoin and the one who's going to become the final Balabas they are together, they feel a sense of, of unity and, and connectivity when they go to the Rebbe's dish, but they know that this guy is, is, is Epis and Metsuyan, and they know they're going to be pushing him there. Whereas by us, that sort of thing is, 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 is verboten to say. You can't say it in the secular world, and you can't say it in the terror world either, and because of that, there is a, 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 a predominance of feeling that, okay, that we're all going to be getting something. And now we're stuck with too many people and no places to put them. And again, that's for why we have that European option. And whether we have enough deli for all of them. like the Hasidic communities uh, and, and ones that recognize strengths and where people should be. Uh, well-run companies are able to produce a quality product with everyone knowing where they're at. Um, and that's true, of course, about a&H. A&H. Listeners at home, you cannot see this, but I will. But also the ideals of understanding your role, doing your work properly. Uh, and, and, and that is what happens in, in, in our company. And because of that, we're able to zero in, putting our uh, skills and our energies in the right places and the people that are involved in product production, the people that are involved in marketing and sales, it works beautifully. And therefore, the product that everybody gets is a product of extreme quality, a product that can definitely, you can be misanig and with a, a, a Shabbos and a Yontif. I know that, um, you know, that the, uh, it, it's also possible to order for the big meals that are coming and even that are people are going to be having for chasnas and things like that, the plates, the pastrami plates, and the roast beef plates, these are uh, fully cooked, and all you need to do is uh, just not ruin it when 
you put it in your oven. It could come yeah, out. And all you got to, and it could be the type of thing that could be with shame with the Ferris. That's it, my friends. We'll see you later. I guess what we should say is Alvidal um, Zayim or Dos Vidanya. Um, what other uh, can we say? You know. <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> yes, if you would. Say la vie. Adios. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 